Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 29th. I'm Eric McArdle. And I'm Will Gibson. And Will, we started the week with a bit of volatility, right? A little bit, you know, something that we're not really used to, right? Considering the fact that we haven't had a 1% up or down day for the S&P 500, you know, prior to this event since October of 2019, right? So investors have been used to this comfortable ride to the top, market continuously moving to new all-time highs, you know, the S&P and domestic equities in general looking extremely favorable relative to other asset classes. So this has kind of shaken things up a bit for investors and I think woken us uh, just to the fact that volatility is out there, right? And it can creep up on us on occasion. However, that said, in the following session, so Tuesday and so far today, Wednesday, we've seen a little bit of a rebound, right? The S&P on the default chart has reversed back up into X's. And where we are now is we've got support on that default at 32.40 and 32.20. So sometimes the volatility is helpful for the chart, right? Gives us a little bit more of a radar in terms of where we're flying when we're at these elevated levels. And, you know, to, to cap that comment, I say elevated, we're actually less elevated now than we had been, right? So that OBOS reading or that weekly distribution that we've talked about so heavily in recent content now looks a lot more favorable for domestic equities. So maybe a good thing, right? Kind of kind of shakes things up a bit, gives us a little bit more of an uh, actionable entry point for long exposure to the broader asset class. Uh, but what about some of the other major indices that we see in domestic equities? Have we seen any changes there? Yeah. So one that we can talk about would be the Qs, also widely followed and noted. If you note just the point figure chart for the Qs, you'll note a pretty prominent stem of Xs, yet no column reversal like the SPX experienced as you were discussing. Mm-hmm. The Qs PNF chart right now is still sitting at 225 which was the high um, that we saw previously. Now, that said, there was some intraday movement, obviously, with the sharp pullback that we saw, but that did not manifest into a reversal on the chart. However, what did manifest in a reversal was actually the BP index indicator. And as a reminder, that is measuring the percentage of stocks uh, in the NASDAQ 100 that are currently trading on point and and figure buy signals. And this reversed down from the 80% level to 74, where it sits now when you're reviewing the chart. So when you put these two together, you're seeing, and wait a minute, if I look at the chart of the Qs and it didn't reverse down, then I look at BP index and it did reverse down, um, I'm getting kind of some conflicting views. Whoa, what's going on here? I'm gonna, and I, I think a way to kind of rationalize that is to take a look at what's the holdings in the NDX and further on what's carrying it higher. And when you do that, you'll note a heavy, heavy concentration to the top five holdings that are encompassing over 40% of the index as a whole. Those being the Apples, the Microsoft, the Facebooks, the Amazon, and Google, or Alphabet now. Mm -hmm. So coupling that together, you say, oh, okay, so the index is being carried higher by those mega cap names still, but you're noting a bit of the participation from a few of the smaller names, perhaps, evidenced on that BP chart. Um, Now, all, all, all of that said, 
uh, things still look strong when you're viewing the weight of the evidence for the index as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so and when we're talking about the Qs, we're looking at the, the NASDAQ 100 ETF from Invesco. So, you know, as you mentioned, Will, very strong from a technical standpoint, a 5.91 fund score out of a possible six on our system. So a lot of strength there, not even a pullback on the chart in terms of a reversal down into O's. So, um, you know, makes it a little more actionable. We're still elevated from that OBOS reading on the queues as a whole, um, but it gives us a little bit of a pullback from a price perspective. That's right. Yep. Now, and, and you mentioned some of these mega cap names that are really dr- carrying the weight for the index, right? Um, the first of which being Apple. And Apple came out with earnings yesterday. Uh, the market has received those earnings quite well. Um, and in fact, today, the stock has reversed up broken a double top at 324 to hit a new all-time high and marking a fourth consecutive buy signal as it did that. Um, very strong five for fiver, you know, had a return in excess of 100% in 2019. So, you know, a lot of strength there for Apple, uh, largest company in the world. However, again, with that success, highly elevated, right? So I'd like to see a little bit of a pullback here given the run-up uh, on Apple. We have initial support at 308, which was helped generated by that recent pullback we had on Monday. So, you know, this opportunity, given the volatility, kind of lets you say, okay, we've had these positions that have run up very far. We've had somewhat of a shakeout. Now, not the same as a shakeout pattern necessarily, but we've had a little bit of a pullback, right? Makes our charts uh, more favorable, gives us some support levels. So if you had long ideas that are of interest to you, go back, take a look at them, see what the charts look like, or run one of our screeners or database pattern reports on the Dorsey Wright platform, and I think you'll find a lot of new actionable ideas. So with that said, Will, and when we look at the broader technology sector, which has been a bellwether for domestic equity investors, you know, one of the more focused areas of that would be semiconductors, right? And, and so we look at, say, the S&P uh, Spider Semiconductor ETF, ticker XSD. This has been extremely strong, recently pulled back from an all-time high at 112. We got a pullback on the chart with the recent volatility. However, still displaying an exceptional fund score of 5.89, and that pullback has made the fund actionable. So a very strong area of the market, a very strong area within technology that you may look to to put money to work uh, if you want to deviate from that broad sector exposure. And when we look at some of the individual names that are helping that sector, you know, one of which that comes to mind is NVIDIA. And NVIDIA is a strong five for fiver on our system, uh, extremely potent over the last few months. We've got multiple consecutive buy signals, as is the case with many of these other charts, pulling back off an all-time high recently, but reversing up into X's yesterday. And you're, you're starting to see uh, somewhat of a triangle pattern forming near that all-time high. So actionable here with the pullback. Uh, we like that stock as a five for fiver, as mentioned. On the flip side, when we look at the semiconductors in which have been trending higher, one name that stands out a little bit on the negative would be Xilinx, right? And this is ticker XLNX, also recently reported earnings. And today, in response to that announcement, has printed a long column of O's, new sell signal, 
trend violation, demoting it to a one for fiver. And this had been a, a formerly strong name that we had featured in the report back in 2019. So I figured it was worth bringing up to you all and just making you aware if you still have exposure there. Um, at this point, we would not add exposure and we would look to, to reduce exposure altogether. So semis, by and large, looking good. Uh, what else are we seeing in the market? Yeah, so maybe not on the flip side of the coin, but the utility sector also is starting the year really strong. Yeah. Um, maybe not the opposite of technology, but it's definitely not as flashy per se. You know, mm -hmm. you have some companies, lower volatility, usually incorporate some sort of yield. Um, but to start the year, to just for reference, XLU, which is the spider utilities sector fund, is up almost 6% versus the total return version of the S&P, which is up just about a percent and a half. And this kind of translates through to some of our other views on the platform, and one of them being the asset class group scores. And if you take a look at the asset class group scores page and view it by sector, you'll note that utilities is still as a group above that 4.0 threshold. But what will really stand out is the overbought status of the group as a whole, which is at generally 146% right now, bolded. Um, and it's the only group in that just extremely overbought territory right now. Mm -hmm. And very similar on XLU as well, right? It's right off about 130%. So right. it's interesting you mentioned the other side of the coin, right? Because we typically associate utilities with value, right? So we have these growth areas of the market doing very well, like technology. We also have this value sector doing very well. So that is confusing from a style standpoint. But Certainly, I, yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah. it's a good thing, right? We want to see broad participation among these sectors. Certainly, certainly. I'm I'm not complaining with, 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 with that at all. Yeah. Um, and if anything, most recently, it looked like just a short, just fleet to safety, um, mm -hmm. looking at the overbought levels of the utility sector as we were just talking about and just the fund as a whole. Um, if you actually graph that with the S&P 500 overbought levels, uh, there was a bit of a convergence, or excuse me, divergence. Um, in the past couple of days, probably contributing to that overbought reading. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, also contributing to the market kind of backing over that extremely overbought reading. Mm -hmm. um, and then going a step further within that utility space and also with the earnings backdrop, but two that, two that are pretty notable, I would say, uh, American Waterworks and Southern Company. Um, both of those are strong attribute names on our system uh, in, in varying degrees. Now, note, they're also up almost 10% on the year, wow. kind of following with that utilities near-term price performance. And then furthermore, they both encompass pretty sizable yields, uh, yet they also kind of boast that low R risk, which you would probably see consistent with the sector. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly interesting, you're seeing the tech names, you're seeing the utility names, um, participation, and it's a good time. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. Good time for investors, right? And and that's what we want to see, what we want to hear. Um, you know, when, it, when you were mentioning utilities, just out of curiosity, I pulled up the performance tool on the Dorsey Wright platform, and I looked back to October 31st of 2018. So for those of you uh, who, who remember that Q4 2018 sell-off, you know, how could you forget, right? Um, we're looking at utilities versus the S&P 500, so XLU versus SPX. Utilities outpacing the S&P in that time frame by nearly 700 basis points. So <laughs> kind of interesting, right? You know, this is um, this has been a consistently strong area of the market and you know, definitely want to see it pull back before adding new money there, but 
um, noteworthy nonetheless. So Certainly. a lot to talk about. I feel like there always is always something new to find on the platform. Uh, with that said, if you all ever have any questions regarding what's happening in the market, what's happening in your portfolios, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can call us at any time at 804 320 or email us at dwa at And, you know, just to wrap things up here, Will, we have a 2020 Outlook webinar that's coming up this Friday. So be sure to check the Were You Aware of the Daily Equity Report if you want to sign up for that. It'll be hosted by our portfolio manager, John Lewis, and our senior analyst, Ben Jones. Additionally, we've opened up the early notification list uh, for the 2020 Las Vegas Point and Figure Institute. So if you are interested in attending, it's a great event. Please let us know. Uh, again, you can contact us using the information provided earlier. So with that, Will, I think that about covers it for you all. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.